Welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. Of course, this is your Sacktown Sports All Things 49ers podcast. I'm Jay Mars, joined as I am every week by 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports. You can read him sacktownsports.com. Check out his post-game live segments on Instagram at Sacktown Sports. The one and only Emil Fergoso. Hey Jay, how you doing, man? Well, that's a loaded question, giving the, uh, the team and topics we are going to discuss today. Um, obviously, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about the quarterback situation yep. going on in San Francisco. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Yes. We're so happy you found us. Uh, secondly, Emil, I, I just want to start with you. You were there last week. Mm-hmm. What was the atmosphere? Walk us through that whole situation. Yeah. Trey Lance, you know, runs it up the gut into the teeth of the Seahawks defense. And then immediately, you know, you see the call like, oh, this isn't good. Walk us through the whole feeling inside the stadium last week. Yeah, I guess the one word you can use was somber. That was the word that all the players used afterwards. Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, Fred Warner. It was all somber tone. You know, they won the game, obviously, but just the loss of their quarterback was tough. During the play when it happened, you know, he's doing a designed run basically on the right zone off, off the right guard, Spencer Burford, goes in the teeth of the defense, linebacker Cody Barton picks him up, holds him over, and his ankle snaps. At first when I saw it, I thought it was actually a head injury, mm-hmm. and I thought he got cracked. He, he got tackled pretty hard there by the linebackers. It was a combo hit between him and another linebacker from the Seahawks, and I thought that it was a head injury at first because he was rolling on the ground, didn't look right. I was like, okay, well, maybe his head got knocked around. I don't know. Then I grabbed the binoculars, and I looked in, in, in there, looked through, and I was like, oh, no, it's his ankle. Because they, they brought the truck out right away, yep. and they brought the air cast out. When they bring the air cast out, that's Bad when news. it's a problem. That's when you know it's a problem. So it's just – it's such an interesting place to be in from a fan perspective, obviously a media perspective covering too. I think everybody has been – I mean, it, Trey Lance has been the talk – of the offseason. Yep. Trey Lance was the talk of the season last year when this yeah. team was, you know, in contention to go to the Super Bowl again. You go out week two and you lose him for the year. Now we bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Remember the guy? Everybody was like, okay, we need to trade this guy. We need to get value for him. Okay, well, he's not. Nobody's trading for him. All right, well, you got to cut the guy loose, right? Do you, when you, when you see Jimmy G go in, yeah. And is your first thought, wow, the 49ers are geniuses for holding on to this guy, mm-hmm. or was this just dumb luck? This was dumb luck. This <laughs> was not what they planned. Fans out there, faithful, do not think this was planned at all. You don't think Shanahan meant to do this. This was totally a fluke accident. Jimmy Garoppolo was not supposed to play this year. He was on the team to build up his value to get traded. Right. That was the point of him still being with the team is to serve as this back in case he needed to be, but also to increase his value and get the trade that he desired. And obviously that's not going to happen now that he is the quarterback for the rest of the year. And now that deal they made, cutting his contract from $25 million to about 6.9 at the base with obviously incentives per, per game, looks, looking like a steal right now for a guy who could yeah. easily make $20 million every single year playing quarterback. Yeah, you know, I was watching. It was interesting. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday, so we had the Steelers and the Browns last night yeah. on Thursday Night Football. I'm watching Pittsburgh, and I'm like, how the hell did they think it was a good idea to say, you know what, we're going to roll the dice on Mitchell Trubisky yeah. when Jimmy was still out there on the market. And, you know, later into the offseason, I'm like, man, Pittsburgh could have probably had Jimmy yep. for like a fourth round pick and the 49ers just swallowing some of his salary, right? Yeah. And it's like, so we watch him go out there. I'm like, wow. And I agree with you. It's it's completely dumb luck. It is 100% yeah. dumb luck yeah. that Jimmy Garoppolo was on this roster and Trey Lance happened to get hurt. We'll, we'll get more into the Lance injury in a second, but first... Jimmy goes out there, yeah, and I thought Jimmy looked like Jimmy. 
Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. He played solid football. He didn't turn the ball over. You know, he didn't do anything spectacular. No. But, I mean, he had the the Ross Dwelly pass, but Ross Dwelly was wide open. Yeah. (laughs) What what were your thoughts on Jimmy's, uh, you know, performance back? Just like you said, Jimmy looked like Jimmy. He looked competent. That's the word I want to use. He looked like a competent starting NFL quarterback. Like Jimmy has always looked since he came over here from the 49ers. Starting out uh, the first drive, getting a touchdown on that same route, actually, Ross Dooley ran the first week in Chicago, the Y-Leak route that, that Trey actually missed. Mm-hmm. That was the same like same exact route. Hit some, touchdown. You know, So that was an example of plays that when they go right, they're going to work in Kyle Shannon offense. This offense yeah. is very quarterback-friendly. It really is with a lot of inside run, a lot of inside zone. So it, it allows Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to play the way he wants to. And one of the biggest things Jimmy's been saying the past couple days, it feels like 2017 again. And what I'm referring to with that is that 2017 is a lot more of an air raid offense, passing down the field, getting completions, a lot less running the ball. Jimmy wants to not only you know mix in the run play, all that great stuff, but he wants to be that air threat quarterback like he was in 2017 because he wants to increase his value himself. Of course, and you remember 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo comes over from New England for a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up playing in either his second or third game with the team. And the Niners won every they won out the rest of the season. He actually looked really good. And it was that it was that sample size that actually got him that big deal. Yep. So I could definitely see why he would want to go back yeah. to an air raid style offense. And listen, the, the biggest difference between Jimmy G in 2022 versus 2017 is he has the weapons yep. within this offense that I, I don't feel like they had in 2017. You know, they were no. very short when it came to um, impact type players on that offense. So this is kind of a tailor-made situation for him to walk into. No, it really, really is. And he was talking about it yesterday at media availability about how the guys he has, the speed guys, Gregory McLeod, Danny Gray, the rookie, these are guys' weapons he's never had really mm-hmm. before. He hasn't had a speed threat guy since Marquise, uh, Marquise Godwin. Goodwin. I yeah, and, and Marquise Goodwin was, granted, he was a speed threat, but that didn't make him a good receiver. <laughs> no. Whereas Danny Gray, he is a very, very good receiver. He showed in that one preseason game against the Packers that like he can easily be a top two or three wide mm-hmm. receiver on a good team when he hits his potential. Same with Ray Ray McLeod, who's a special team specialist. Ray Ray, and yeah. I think that's been an underrated storyline for obvious reasons. It's not like he's breaking out like Dante Hall circa 2004. No. But Ray Ray McLeod has brought that special teams was such an issue last year for the 49ers. And again, we go back to Jimmy Garoppolo look competent. Ray Ray McLeod getting the ball makes that special teams look competent. Yes. And he's good. He'll pick up 15, 20 yards sometimes on a kick return. Mm -hmm. I think that's really helped out as well. So, you know, moving forward, it's, and I find it interesting. And this has kind of been the theme Mm -hmm. is while everybody feels, and by everybody, I'm speaking of to what seems to be leaking out of the locker room. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see Trey Lance go down like that. Nobody. Come on, that's your quarterback. But there seems to be a sense of relief's not the right word, but a sense of like we're better today than we were yesterday now that Jimmy's back at the helm. It's because it's true. The Niners are better in the short term. If they're going for a Super Bowl this year especially with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I know it's hard to to digest considering what we've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo last five years, but Trey Lance with all due respect, I think he needed another year of development. I just really felt that way. I think he needed this year to develop, but I also think it's kind of unfair when people are just like, "Welp, you know, they, Trey Lance, I feel like there's a lot of people that wrote him off after week one, which, I mean, we talked about that in the very first episode. Yeah. Like, dude, this kid needs some time to grow. He does. he does. But, you know, you bring in Jimmy now, you have him in there, he is your interim quarterback for the season. Yep. I do want to tell people, though, be careful. 
Jimmy has an injury history. Yeah. Let, let, let's not let's, let's not pencil Jimmy in already for the uh, remaining 15 games of the season as he'll be there. Yeah. So I quickly, should something happen to Jimmy, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? I know we had Greg Papa on the Carmichael Dave show with Jason Ross this morning who he's really high on Brock Purdy. He actually yeah. thinks Brock Purdy could go in there and win games for the 49ers yeah. this season. Do you think as a rookie he's a guy that could – I wouldn't necessarily say lead the team to victory, but mm. manage the game well enough that they could win. I'm a big Brock Purdy guy, everyone. I'm a big <laughs> Brock Purdy guy. Just the way he handles himself and the confidence that he has. I mean, he's not only a great person, he's also a great team leader from, from the jump. I mean, he was a four, five-year starter, actually, at Iowa. Um, I believe it was Iowa State. One, one of the two Iowas. He was fantastic in the Big Ten. Um, he was really, really, really good. And it just shows goes to show he beat out Nate Sudfeld for the job. Yeah, he beat, him, beat him outright. And Sudfeld's been with the team for a couple for a couple of years now. Been, been with the 49ers. Has been a solid backup. Had a good preseason. Mm-hmm. But Purdy's ability to just have potential and as well on that rookie scale contract gives the 49ers more flexibility with their third or their second string quarterback now. Yeah, and we should quickly um, look at the injuries as well. Um, Elijah Mitchell out. Yep. And then so who went out? Ty Davis Price. Ty, thank you. I was about to say Ray Ray Price. Ty Davis <laughs> Price went out. Yep. Marlon Mack elevated yes. this week. And then I've said it for years. Yeah. As long as Kyle Shanahan is in the NFL, Tevin Coleman oh, will have, have a, a job, job in some capacity. capacity. 49ers bring Tevin uh, Coleman back. He'll be on the practice squad. Yep. You know, older guy, hasn't played much. But you know what? That is a Kyle Shanahan favorite all the way yes. back from his days in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that is his guy from Atlanta. And they even commented on it yesterday. That's Shanahan's guy. Tevin Coleman is his guy, and he probably won't see a lot of action this year for the 49ers, so don't worry about that. It's going to be a mixture of Jeff Wilson. It's going to be a mixture of Jordan Mason. It's going to be a mixture of Marlon Mack. Those are the three guys that they like right now. We'll see what Tevin Coleman does uh, going forward, but don't think he's going to get a lot of touches. That's, no. that's not that's not what we're doing here. No, this won't be 2020, 2019 Tevin Coleman no. that you're seeing. No. Uh, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, Kyle's obviously taken a lot of flack, yeah. uh, especially in the media this week, when it came to the play calling that you know, essentially led to the injury to Trey Lance. And I want to say it's an old Ed. Was it an Ed Warder tweet that popped back up this week from a year ago, basically indicating, you know, Kyle indicating, you know, rushing Trey this much wouldn't be ideal. You know, you fast forward a season and here we are. Um, I personally am of the opinion, like, man, you are running him up the gut a lot. And it's, you know, we're two weeks into the season. We're doing this early in the game. And Trey obviously showed an ability when, you know, running the ball into the teeth of the defense. He's very good at it. But yeah. this is also a rookie quarterback, man. You got you got to let him get used to taking the NFL licks. You know, everyone's making the Josh Allen comparison. Well, Josh <laughs> Allen does this in Buffalo all the time. Josh Allen is a grown-ass man. Yes. Built like a freaking freight train that yeah. is used to taking hits in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? Do you think the um, the criticism of Shanahan's fair? Yeah. I think I think it's fair. I don't think it's his fault. I wouldn't say like you know he was trying to get his quarterback or nothing mm-hmm. like that. But to run your six again, he's six foot four, two twenty five. He's a, he's still a big he's kid. He's a big kid. It's a big kid, but he's not fully grown yet. He's twenty two years old. Also, he didn't really take hits last year because nope. he only started three games last year and then appeared yep. in a handful. And then twenty twenty, you know, didn't play because of the pandemic. Yep. This kid is not used to taking hits from grown men, and honest to God, his body is just not used to taking hits at all right now. No, I mean he even said it after the first after the first game against Chicago. He said, "I have a sore neck just from being hit. I'm not used mm-hmm. to being hit. I'm just trying to get used to it." And the, one of the most ironic things about you know the first week going in the second week was that he said, "I'm never going to slide." That's not kind of in my right. mind. So I always want to go get the yards. 
well, you see what happens when that when. And when that what does did we say last week? Yeah, dude, this kid's gonna learn the hard way why you slide in the NFL. Yes, and he's and he's gonna learn. He's gonna learn. This he's gonna is... learn. It's part of it. He'll come back. He even said it uh, on the on the uh, NFL mic'd up. They had a little thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll finish this thing out. I'm gonna come back. Trey Lance will be just fine. He's a tough kid. Grapple said himself yesterday. He's a tough kid. He'll be all right. They already had surgery. He'll come back. See what happens. It's not the idea that he's going to be all right, so to speak, when it comes to physically. But I, I want to kind of lay this out to people. Trey Lance's last full season of playing organized football was in 2019. Correct. Okay, so you have 2020 is uh, what sophomore year in college, or junior, junior or whatever. You get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, misses a season. That's a season of development. 2021, very limited action. It's a season of development. 2022, like we said at the uh, top of this show. 2022 was going to be a development season for Trey Lance. Now we're missing another season of development. That's three years now of very little football for a guy that you've kind of mortgaged your future for. That's what terrifies me is that Trey Lance is just simply not going to get the reps and is going to fall behind. And it should, I think, scare the 49ers. What's the biggest quote? Availability over ability. Yeah, availability is the best ability. (laughs) Yes, that's what that is. And, you know, him not being, you know, around the game, or he's been around the game, not being in the game as as much is really a a cause for concern. And we'll see how he bounces back. He's already in team meetings, though, and Zoom Mm -hmm. meetings and stuff. He wants to even go to the game. In Denver. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan told me he couldn't go, right? He, he can't go. He still has to be in the high still in the hospital for someone to come down after surgery. He cannot go, but he is in high spirits and wants to be part of this team, and they have no plans to have him go rehab anywhere else but Santa Clara this mm-hmm. year. He's going to be a part of the team. So, uh, looking forward, obviously, we're going to crystal ball this real quick. Um, you did not think the 49ers were going to win the division. Yeah. did you, And I was pretty sure you did not think the Niners were going to make the playoffs. That's correct. Has that changed now that Jimmy Garoppolo is back at the helm? Yeah, it has. It absolutely has. Which on which side? I, I guarantee. Obviously, you think they're going to make the playoffs. Yes. Do you think they can compete with the Rams now for the division? The Rams have not looked good for two weeks. Again, it's early. The Rams have an inability to control a game. It's, it's so strange. They you don't know? have running. They don't have no run, yeah, rush. Yeah, Cam Akers has been such a disappointment this yeah. season. Daryl Henderson, I've never thought was great. Yeah. And, you know, you remove a guy like Robert Woods. I said this last year during that run to the Super Bowl when Robert Woods went down. Robert Woods was the glue guy on that offense. And Mm -hmm. now he's in Tennessee. You know, you essentially replace him with Allen Robinson, who had a down year the year before. Uh, Didn't even – Allen – how many looks did Allen Robinson even get in week one? Was it like, like four? Maybe. maybe? maybe it was like... something ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, Stafford still has cup and he's still throwing a cup. But that offense just does not look like what it was last year. No, it, it isn't because it's so reliant on the top on the top tier players, the five to seven players. They have Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. And even Stafford's hurt himself. Yeah, that, and I think yeah. that's a big deal. I don't think you are talking about that enough. Is Stafford is hurt and it doesn't look like he's going to be he's going to be playing through injury all year long. And, you know, granted. You know, shout out to him for toughing through it. He's used to it. He's used to it. Yeah, playing in Detroit, you don't have a choice but to play hurt. Yeah. But I, I really think that's going to hurt this offense to the point where, again, I don't like to make big proclamations into week two, but I think we're looking at a scenario where the 49ers can win the division now. Yeah, they easily can. I just think because of the pieces they have in place, they are built to win now. This defense especially is built to win now. They can probably carry some of the offensive burden that Trey Lance being out 
and, and make it easier for Jimmy Garoppolo to do it. And there's going to be a game managing. That's how this is going to work. Speaking of the defense, we got to talk about that monster on defense through two weeks, Hufunga. Has just been a terrorizer yeah. out there. Yeah. And, you know, that the defense last year was really, I thought, really solid given the injuries they had to the secondary. But this year, to your point, that defense just is looks like a just problem. Yeah, no, again, they held Seattle to a shutout. Whatever you want to say about the botched field botched field goal to the house, touchdown, whatever. That doesn't really count. Right. Even Shanhill making a joke, oh, you guys couldn't keep a shutout. They were all laughing about mm-hmm. it in the clubhouse. Hafanga, the second-year guy out of USC. I call him Baby Troy Palomalu. This kid is everywhere. He really is. I can't even describe it. He had that huge pass breakup to get the, the tip interception to to Tayshawn Gibson, um, and then he, as well last week he had the pick, and then again he had six tackles a day. He's everywhere. He's up top. He's down below. He's rushing. He's getting after the run. I mean, what can't this guy do? Yeah. No. And to your point, we're talking about all stuff on the field. How about off the field? Yeah. Going to visit Trey Lance in the hospital, yeah. which hey, that's a good teammate, right? But what does a good teammate do? They bring something with them. Mm-hmm. He brought Trey Lance a Happy Meal. Yes. Which, so we've been kind of theorizing on the morning show. We were like, okay, Trey Lance is a is a grown man. Like, grown man. There's no way a, a Happy Meal is satisfying him from a hunger standpoint. Yeah. Trey Lance must collect McDonald's Happy Meal toys. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, I think it's Pokemon right now. So yeah. I think, you know, you, the next time you're at a media scrum, mm-hmm. You, you got to do some real investigative journalism here. Yeah. We need to get to the bottom of why the Happy Meal does Trey collect toys and is he a Pokemon guy? It's one of the reasons why I wish the Niners were playing at home this week against the Broncos because I would go to the locker room and be like, Huff, what was going on with the Happy Meal? Because mm-hmm. I'd just go ask him. Yeah. I just I love this guy. He's one of my favorite players. And even D'Amico Ryan said it yesterday, he's probably your favorite player right now on the 49ers. Can't not be. He just, he's everywhere. He, spark, he's, he plays like a guy that's with his hair on fire. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the quote that he used, and that's how he plays. Yeah, no. So Hufunga has been great for this team, great on defense. Let's fast forward. Let's look ahead to this Sunday's matchup with the Broncos. First, I want to start on the defensive end. Eric Armstead, probably not going. Yeah, probably not going. He has a foot issue. We'll wait to see uh, from Kyle Shannon today on the official injury report. But this 49ers defense and team continues to have weird soft tissue or just weird injuries that don't make any sense. No, they really don't. But I'll, I'll say this, looking at this in a positive light, when Eric Armstead does come back and is fully healthy, Given how good that defense is in right now, and we've kind of found Armstead's sweet spot last year by putting him on the inside part of the line, it's just going to create more and more issues for opposing offenses. And I know it's good. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, offense talk. I just think this defense is what's going to lead them back to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. It's just so good. You, you, we forget Jimmy Ward's not even playing right now. I know that's crazy. He's on short-term IR. They got two safeties, which Deshaun Gibson, who wasn't going to make a roster mm-hmm. this year, so he barely made the practice squad. Yeah, and now he's elevated and playing like the the, the former Pro Bowl safety that he mm-hmm. was playing. And the, and then let's not forget, I don't know when he'll come back this year, but I think if you get a healthy Jason Verrett, yeah. he's proven that he can still perform at a level when he is healthy as well. So you'll have that again. The 49ers defense is just looking like a problem when they're healthy when they're healthy the injury bug continues to suffocate this team and that's one of the biggest but they're getting over it though that especially on the defensive end like the injury bug i don't feel like has is it a problem of course it's a problem but i don't feel like it has been that detrimental as we've seen with the defense maybe not so but again they've played the seahawks and the bears true they haven't played any top-tier talent yet we'll see what happens against Broncos. well i was gonna say we're we're playing top-tier talent this week russ wilson (laughs) 21, what is his record with against the Niners? 20? 17 and 4. 17 and 4. Okay, I know it was 21 games. But yeah, 17 and 4. 
You go in and Denver looked better last <laughs> week. I'm not going to say they look good. Yeah. But this of the three teams the 49ers will play, I think this is the best quarterback and offense that they've seen so far. And the biggest the biggest challenge for them so far, I mean, they're playing Sunday night in Mile High. That's a huge, yeah. that's a huge deal. Yeah, especially early in the season when you're still probably trying to get your, you know, football legs underneath you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're not in mid-season form in the best shape, you know, it's still early and that that air up there in Denver will suffocate you really quickly. Yeah, no, it, it is a cause of concern and we asked Amico about that yesterday, Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator about what it is like playing in altitude and stuff like that. And he goes, "You know, it's not something that really prevents you from doing your job, but it's something you feel. You feel it right uh-huh. away. Just run on a treadmill up there. You'll feel a kind of a difference. It's kind of hard to explain unless you are there. So it is a cause for concern for the 49ers, but again, these guys are battle-tested. Yeah, no, these, this is a veteran team. That's yeah. why it's interesting, though, that the 49ers have not played in Denver a lot. I think this is only the God, second or third time they've played in Denver since 2002. Yeah, so it's this been is, a while. So this is not an atmosphere that they're used to playing in, so no. they will have that going against them. However... It does look like we're getting George Kittle back this week, yes. which will be big for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, huge. George Kittle being back, he's looked like himself. Even last week, Shannon said he looked awesome, even though he couldn't go against Seattle. They wanted to rest him for this game specifically because they know how big of a deal it is playing Sunday Night Football. And him being back in the lineup just is so big, not only for their receiving core, but for their blocking and their oh, run Oh, the game. blocking, I think, is the biggest part of it because yeah. you're going to want to establish that run game early. You know, mm-hmm. was. We've talked about it at length when Jimmy Garoppolo is in the backfield, or excuse me, behind center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to get that run game established early. Having him there blocking will make a big difference. And then, yeah, now you can really open up the passing game with him back. Yep. Debo, Ayuk still looks like he is good. Like, yeah. Ayuk is looking like a lot of those early season projections for him are going to, you know, yeah. pan out, so to speak. There's a, But there's a lot of talent on that 49ers offense. The ball yeah. does have to go around. It does, yeah. And, and, and B.A., I've, I don't know, I forget which what time of the, play, the game it was, but he dropped that beautiful sideline throw from yeah. Yeah. And that really irked me. I was like, oh, you got to catch that one, B.A. And he knows that, and he'll, and he'll be fine. There's no issue with that. But just to be able to spread the ball around a little bit more to Debo, to IU, to Kittle, that's just so great for the team. Monday morning, the Niners 2-1 and one or 1-2? One 2-1. and 2-1. Two? Two and one. Two and one. I agree with yeah. you. I think, again, Denver will be a test because of the altitude. Denver will be a test because they are the better of the three teams. Mm-hmm. You, count, you can't count out Russell Wilson. No. But... Nathaniel Hackett and some of the decisions he's making early in the season are really starting to uh, show to be detrimental towards that I mean, team. I don't even know if he can coach. Like, I don't know if he can be a head coach. Like, yeah, there's a lot on. of questions right now, and I and I think the big idea when Denver grabbed Nathaniel Hackett was to try to lure over Aaron Rodgers. You know, Correct. that's that his guy, and so you don't get Aaron Rodgers. You get Russell Wilson, which is like okay, that's a that's a good second place prize. Yeah. But now Nathaniel Hackett is in a position to where he is going into this. He's 1-1, one one, but it feels like 0-2 oh given yeah. the way that the, the Broncos have looked so far. And you're playing against a team that is super well coached, and you're playing mm-hmm. against a coach in Kyle Shanahan that will expose all of your weaknesses. Exactly. And one of the biggest weaknesses, I don't know if you saw this last week in Denver, they're playing their home opener. They have their crowd at my, a mile high in power field, they call it now. Mm-hmm. The crowd is counting down the clock for them because yeah. of their game management inability to do that. They're counting, not, not sarcastically, not facetiously, they're doing it to help Russell Wilson because mm-hmm. they seem so frustrated and so clustered that yeah, they cannot they, figure it out. It looks reason. like a mess, and they cannot be a mess with the San Francisco defense. No, they cannot. Up. I agree. I, I think the 49ers beat the Broncos. I think they. It's funny. they're only one-point favorites. The Niners? Yeah. <laughs> they're I only one-point favorites, though. I mean, come on. It, a field goal, at least. <laughs> it, but it's... It, it's Russell Wilson still. You got to think about that. Sure. And the and the and the and the better point. The, the betters especially they like Russell Wilson. They like Russell Wilson. They like the potential this Broncos team can have. And it's still early on in the Niners. You know, having Jimmy Garoppolo who hasn't 
didn't have a training camp, didn't have a preseason. He was rehabbing his shoulder, mm-hmm. playing playing catch with with Cam Bustos, right. their, their interim per, per, performance staff person. Like he wasn't throwing to anyone. He didn't have a preseason and offseason, nothing like that. Remember- so he's he's just you know. Still getting his rhythm, his timing down. So that's why. You know, but his rhythm and timing looked pretty decent last week. I'll give him that. Like I said, it looked like the same old Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he can come out in week three and be the same old Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the 49ers are going to be just fine. I'm with you there. This is the Return of the Empire podcast. Make sure you check us out. Sacktownsports.com. That is where you can find the podcast. Also, Google Play, Apple as well. Please leave a review and five stars. That really helps us. It does. And we really appreciate that. Emil, thank you so much. Make sure you guys tune in after the game Sunday. Instagram at Sacktown Sports or is it Sacktown? I got the thing right behind me. Hold That's, on. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yep, at Sacktown, at Sacktown Sports as well as on my Twitter at Emiliano Forgo, so you can find where I'll have that timing and all that stuff. Any updates you need from the 49ers, make sure to check all that stuff out. There it is, Broncos Niners Week Three Sunday night. Emil, we'll talk next week and hope it's good news. Hopefully.